0: Well, it's great to be with you today as we celebrate the build up to Christmas. However that's going to be looking like for you this Christmas, my hope is that it's a really good time and and I hope that you've enjoyed joining in the celebration today and over the next few weeks as well. Now, I suspect that for many of us we've been enjoying opening advent calendars over the last few weeks and you know, whether that be pictures that you've been revealing or chocolate or something else, I hope you've been getting some good things out of it. Now, what we're going to be looking at today is about how Jesus is the door of hope. So what what kind of happens when we open that door to Jesus? And and to be honest, like there's hope for you behind that door if you're a Christian here, but also if you're not following Jesus at the moment, there is hope for you as well. And I want to help us grasp a little bit of what that is today. Now, so what do we mean by hope? Now, we've already seen from the kids today about the difference between hope and wishful thinking. Now, I've mentioned before on one of these online services that the Makaton uh, sign language for hope is is just this this fingers crossed thing. And we'll often use words like, oh, I, I hope for the best, like when I chuck all the ingredients together and, you know, cu- chuck a, a cake in the oven that I've, I've hoped. I'm just like, oh, I, I hope for the best. And that's kind of like a almost like a a, the society view of what hope is but actually when the bible talks about hope it talks about something which is which is much more meaningful than that in the in the book of hebrews in the bible in chapter 11 it talks about there being an assurance it's not so much a i hope that it's a there is hope and that hope is in the person of jesus christ We've also heard the kids talking today about what they've been hoping for for Christmas. And so I thought it would be a good idea for me to just share a couple of things with you, a couple of presents from my my childhood as we go through the rest of the meeting. So firstly, I've got for you this wonderful little thing here. It is a Tamagotchi. If you have not heard of it, then please do Google it at some point. They are wonderful, wonderful things. And what it is, it's little it's a little digital pet that what you used to have to do is you used to have to pay it just constant attention you used to have to feed it clean it exercise it medicate it all these things and if you neglected it for a small amount of time then it certainly let you know about it and if you then neglected it even further well then unfortunately, well, let's just say that it would be the end of, of that time with your tam- Tamagotchi and you would have to almost like restart it again. And the thing was, you always, when you had a Tamagotchi, you'd always start off with, with good intentions, Every lifespan that it had, you'd start off with good intentions, saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really work hard, I'm going to do it much better this time, I'm going to feed it well, I'm going to exercise it and then all of a sudden other things sort of like just grab your attention other things get in the way and all of a sudden this Tamagotchi's going mad and you're trying to like you know just feed it a little bit more and just get it get it sorted and slowly but surely actually it it would end it would end its lifespan and so I was just contemplating about this Tamagotchi and and I was just reminded that actually that's so much like what actually how, how we deal with things. You know, sometimes we have such good intentions of how we're going to be. We have such good intentions of what we're, what we're going to do. And then, and then things, things sort of crop up, don't they? They distract us. They take our attention. Or maybe actually we just get tired of doing good things. And when we come to the end of ourselves, where do we turn? I want to share with you a story in the Bible of when Jesus was going to a place called Jericho. We find it at the end of Luke's uh, gospel, his eyewitness account of of Jesus' story. We find it in chapter 18 at the end of it. And as Jesus approaches Jericho, actually he has this encounter with someone who, who we hear is on the roadside begging. Now, beggars would often spend their time in the, just outside the cities where they would have contact with a lot of people going in and out of the city. And why was this man begging? Well, nowadays, you know, whilst there's been much progress in terms of the employment opportunities for those with disabilities, in this setting... Actually, that wasn't the case. Society was letting them down. There wasn't the medical help. There wasn't the care. You know, society was just in a bad place in terms of what these people needed. And so they didn't have any hope. There was no hope for them apart from to live in this life. So this man's at a low point. And then he hears a sound. And there's a crowd. And the crowd say that Jesus is on his way. And there's hope. There's hope. He calls out, son of David, have mercy on me. And do you know what the people do? Society still letting him down. They tell him to be quiet. And he calls out, he calls out again. Jesus stops and he asks for the man to be brought to him. He speaks to him, he heals him. And The man immediately receives his sight and follows Jesus. I mean, what other choice did he have having received this gift? Now, there will have been times in this last year when we will have felt at our lowest points. There will have been times this year where there have been things revealed in our own hearts, in our own lives, which actually we find really hard to confront. There's been mental health issues that that we will have dealt with like we haven't done in previous years. And all this, while we've been not being able to see our friends or our family or, or losing loved ones, and for a lot of us, actually, this week has presented some of the lowest points of our life. And then we hear a sound, and we know that Jesus is there. And we cry out, and he hears us, and he comes near. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, he is asking you the same thing that he asked that blind beggar in verse 41. What do you want me to do? Now, this could be the case whether you're a Christian here this morning or or not, actually. Jesus already knows our every thought, our every need. But actually, he wants to speak to us about it. What do you want Jesus to do? And as you open that door to Jesus, even from your lowest point, you will find him to be your hope. He will renew your strength and he will outwork the good plans that he has for your future. So I've got another present for you uh, today. It's a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful Liverpool football shirt. Now, I would have probably had these on my Christmas list um, most years, to be perfectly honest with you growing up. And, uh, you know, as I've matured, I've, you know, I've, I kind of don't, don't feel the need to, so, um, but this one's actually got my age on the back, so, uh, you know, you can see that I certainly wasn't a child when I got this one. Um, And as I, as I think about football teams and their supporters, I kind of think, actually, we're all made to, we're all made to worship something. There's all, there's a sense in a lot of us that, you know, that there's something higher, that we're striving for something more than ourselves. Now, however that looks, we're looking for something that will give us happiness, we're looking for us to give us something like peace and joy, but actually we're striving for something more. And as we return to the story in Luke of Jesus going into Jericho, as he enters Jericho, he meets another man. He meets somebody called Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and he was very wealthy you know by legal means and illegal means but he was very wealthy and as Jesus entered Jericho Zacchaeus knows that he's on his way and Zacchaeus wants to see him but because he's because Zacchaeus is short and because there's loads of crowds actually he can't get to the point of seeing Jesus and so he goes ahead and he climbs up the tree just so he can see him now if you just picture the scene, here we have Zacchaeus who would have made a conscious decision to almost put all his efforts, his, his life, his hope into his job and the money that would have you know been supplied by that. But he found it not to fulfill him. And as we, as we look at the story, we find that even the first obstacles that came up, you know, his height and there being crowds, Actually, he still knew that he needed something more. It was clear that there was something which wasn't fulfilling him at the moment and he was going to get to that point. So he runs on ahead, he climbs the tree and he sees Jesus. And Jesus sees him. And Jesus acknowledges him. And he welcomes him in a way which would have been extraordinary to the people around him. They couldn't quite get their heads around him. Not only the fact that Jesus was acknowledging this man, but actually he was being welcomed into his home and he was spending time with him. He was being a guest at his house. Zacchaeus had put his hope in in his job, his money, but he knew that even though he'd reached certain heights in his own eyes, he knew there was something more. And he found it in Jesus and he put his hope into him and his life changed. Now, we put our hope in in all kinds of things, to be honest. You know, a a football team, a a job, a relationship, a vaccine. And in the hope that these things will provide us with everything that, that we need. And whether you call yourself a follower of Jesus at the moment or not, you'll know there are certain things that you're striving for, that you'll know there's certain things that you are hoping to achieve, the place you want to get to. I want to ask you, you putting your hope into those things? The Bible talks about Christ Jesus, our hope. And this is what both of these people found. Zacchaeus was looking for it when he'd actually reached a certain height in his own eyes and he called out for hope. And the beggar was at a very low point when he called out. And they both found Jesus to be The door leading them into all hope, the way into a relationship with a living God. And for both of them, just as we finish, we read their stories and we see there's actually, there's an element where they had to exercise a little bit of faith as well. They have to almost, in a sense, you know, open the door themselves. Zacchaeus had to climb a tree. The beggar called out. We see them exercising a little bit of faith. And this is portrayed in a, there's a painting from the 19th century by someone called William Holman Hunt, who, which has got a picture of Jesus at this door. But the handle is on, is on the inside. Jesus is standing at the door knocking and the only door, the only handle is inside. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's how you feel right now. Maybe you can feel Jesus actually knocking on your heart As you've been going through this service you can feel him knocking on your heart and you can see the handle right there and you know actually that i need to do something here maybe you're a christian and and actually you know that it's been a while since you've actually opened the door to him each day maybe you're not following jesus at the moment and actually it would be the first time that you would that you would do it can i encourage you there's good news that as that as jesus stands at the door and knocks He is ready to welcome you. I want to encourage you to turn that handle, open the door and find Christ Jesus as your hope. Now, next week, during our carol service, Steve Lee is going to be speaking on the night that heaven's doors opened as we celebrate Jesus entering into our world and bringing us last in hope. We would love you to join us. And just as I finish... I'd love to just pray a couple of Bible verses uh, for us. They're from Ephesians 1:18 to 19. Would you pray with me? I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he, God, has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Amen.